All right, we're in Lesson 30, Proverbs of Solomon, uh, Proverbs Exalting uh, Righteous Living. We're in Part 8. Let's look at uh, verse 2 of chapter 21. We're going to talk about the issue of knowledge. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. Here's the point I want you to see. The Lord evaluates our motives and not merely our actions. Notice what he says there. Solomon is saying, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. So, as far as you're concerned, you maybe are doing okay. Your actions, as far as you are concerned, in your heart, in your mind, you're thinking you're doing okay. But the reality is, God is the one who examines not just our actions, but he looks at what? He looks at our hearts. He looks at our motives for why we do it. So, for instance, you maybe are maybe you are doing something, and everybody thinks you're just wonderful, and you know he's just a super Christian guy or a super Christian gal, and everybody thinks, oh, well, they just love the Lord because they're serving the Lord with all of their heart. Well, the reality is, is that maybe on the outward it looks that way, but on the inward they're doing it to for themselves to have people respect them or have people giving them accolades and slapping them on the back. They're doing it more for themselves than they are for Jesus. Now, would you know that? No. Who's the only one who can know that? The Lord. God is the only one who knows what our our, uh, hearts are like. In fact, there's a parallel passage. If you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it talks about in that day, you know, you and I are laying up in heaven treasures for ourselves, and they're either wood, hay, stubble, or gold, precious stone, and silver. And in that day, the day of judgment, when we appear before God, we're not going to be judged for our salvation because that has been taken care of through the cross, but we're going to be judged for our actions here and our motives here in this world, and they'll be judged by fire. Now, what happens to wood, hay, stubble with fire? Yeah, it's burned up. But with gold, precious stone, and silver, fire actually refines it. So there's there's a whole point of that God is the one who, what, looks at the motives of our hearts. All right, look at verse 3 now, the issue of righteousness. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Okay, here's the point, and this is a great one I want you to see here. The Lord requires righteousness before religious service. The Lord requires righteousness before religious service. Here, you want to know what's more acceptable to God? What's more acceptable to God is that you do right, you live right, than you come to church all the time. Being honest with you. It's more acceptable to God, you know, the issue there is the issue of sacrifice, that you be a right person than how much you put in the offering plate. That's the issue with God. God is more interested in your character and who you are than your religious service. Now, here, for instance, what is the number one complaint of people who don't go to church concerning church people? Yeah, they're hypocrites. Now, let me ask you a question. Are they wrong? I heard mumbling. No, they're not. 
And, and maybe they have seen some extreme examples of where some guy maybe even holds a position in the church, but he is a scoundrel at work. He has no integrity. He cheats his customers, or he, he, he is abusive to his employees, or, or whatever. And, and they look, and he's Mr. Holy Joe on, on Sunday. This is what Jesus is talking about. I mean, excuse me, this is what Solomon is talking about here when he talks about that God is more interested in your righteousness than in your religious service because anybody can give religious service. Is that not true? You can be wicked to the bone and give religious service. Okay? Wicked to the bone and give religious service. So that's the issue there. The Lord requires righteousness before religious service. Okay, let's go on now. Look at the issue of character. Look at verse 4. A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. Here's what I want you to see. Arrogant pride is sin. Let me just stop for a moment. When we talk about pride, I am not talking about, for instance, you know, like I'm proud of my kids. You know, they're, they're, in, they're involved with the swim team and... I'm proud of my kids. When they swim, they swim their heart out. They're doing really well. And I'm proud. Now, is that what God is talking about, that that's a sin? No. That's not the pride we're talking about. What kind of pride is he talking about? Okay, you don't need God. Okay, Bruce says you don't need God. What else? You think you're better than other people is what Betty said. What were you saying, Gene? Self-absorption, where you are it. You know, it's like maybe you came in here today and said, this place wasn't happening until you showed up. That's pride. That's arrogant pride. Or, you know, if I'm not involved, it might as well just hang it up because it's not going to accomplish anything until I'm involved with it. That's arrogant pride. And here's what he's saying to us, is that kind of pride is what? Sin. Sin. So there you go. Okay, look at the issue of prosperity now. We're going to look at two different verses that talk about prosperity. Look at verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Here's the point. Patience, patience and planning lead to prosperity. Patience and planning lead to prosperity. In fact, he gives the exact opposite. If you're hasty, more than likely, you're going to lose. You understand? More than likely, you're going to lose. That's the whole point he's making here. Now, look at the issue. Now, verse 6, he's going to talk about uh, the issue of prosperity that's gained by fraud. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. Here's the point he's making. Fortune, a fortune gained by fraudulent means will be a Leading treasure. A fortune gained by fraudulent means will be a fleeting treasure. Alright, look now verse 7, the issue of retribution. The violence of the wicked will destroy them, but they refuse because they refuse to do justice. Here's the point. The wicked will be destroyed by their own devices. You and I have seen this over and over again where you have someone who is not doing right 
And then eventually the things that he has caught up in will eventually what? Destroy him. That's the point that Proverbs is making here. Okay, look at the issue now of righteousness we see in verse 8. The way of a guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. Okay, here's the point. Sinful acts, sinful acts betray the wicked, whereas righteous acts reveal righteous character. See, how you, here, here's the thing. <clears throat> if I were to just go by Sunday morning, by the way y'all act in church, I would say that everybody here is okay. But is that a good, accurate way of assessing everyone? Is how they are on Sunday morning, the one hour I see them in church where you're just sitting and you're quiet and, and, and you know, and you're like, hi George, and you know, you're being really nice. Okay? Is that a good way to judge someone? How should we judge someone's character? By one hour? By what? Yeah, by, by their whole life. By how they are, not only at work, but how they are with their family. How they are at Walmart with the clerk who's got the big light flashing, wanting a price check, you know, and, and you're there right next in line, and you got to wait, and all the other lines are filled up. How do you know a person's character is how, by how they react? By how they react. See, it's going to be revealed in who they are and their actions, not just by Sunday morning. You understand? You look at the character by how they are in general. By how they are in general. See, this is, again, the reason why a lot of people who don't go to church say that the church is filled with what? Hypocrites, because people aren't consistent. You're saying one thing, but then you're living the rest of the week a different way. That's the whole point I want you to see. Okay, now let's go on. Verse 9, the issue of family. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. (laughs) A modern way of saying that is better to live on the roof than in a house with a nagging wife is what it's saying there. All right. I'm not going to pick I'll just pick on you ladies. Here it, here it is. Simplicity with peace is better than prosperity with strife. Here's my here's the point. And you you folks know this. this Solomon is just stating the fact. It could be a contentious husband. It's better to live on the roof than to live in a house with a contentious husband. But the point basically is this. It's better to have peace, a peaceful home, than to have a home where there is continual what? Strife. Problems. All right, let's let's go on now. Character traits. Verse 10. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. Here's Here's the point. The wicked pursue evil and not mercy. See, a wicked person, all he's concerned about is doing wickedness, doing what's wrong. In fact, all he's so consumed with himself and that he, even if his neighbor has a problem, is what the, Sol- the Proverbs is saying here, Solomon is saying, even if his neighbor has a problem, he's not even willing to show mercy to his neighbor. That's wrong, isn't it? That's just flat out wrong. Okay, look now at the issue of discipline, verse 11. 
When the scoffer is punished, the simple are made wise. When the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. Here's the point. Maturity is determined by how easily one will learn. Maturity is determined by how easily one will learn. And so he gives us two examples here. Notice the example he gives us. When a scoffer is punished, the simple are made wise. Now, actually we see three people. When a scoffer, that's somebody who you can't teach. When he's punished, the simple, that is the immature, will learn something from his punishment. But then the wise person, when he's punished, he gains knowledge because, okay, I deserve that punishment. Here's what I did wrong. And he tries to better himself because of that. See, maturity is determined by how easily one will learn. Now, the scoffer, go back to him. Will he learn anything? Hey, our penal system is showing us that today, isn't it? The fact of the matter is, today in our penal system, in our country, most will what? Go back to jail after a while because they haven't learned anything. That's scary, isn't it? That's scary. Okay, let's go on. Look at the issue of judgment. Verse 12, the righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. Okay, here's the point. Righteousness will be satisfied when the wicked are punished. Righteousness will be satisfied when the wicked are punished. Let me ask you something. When will that take place? Will that take place in your lifetime? Will righteousness be satisfied in your lifetime? No. When will, maybe. Okay. That's a good, that's a good answer, Bruce. Okay. When will it take place? Yes, when Jesus comes back in the great judgment that will take place. That's when righteousness will be satisfied. Let's look now at verse 13, the issue of character again. Whoever shuts his ear to the cries of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. Here's the point. Those who show no mercy will, will not obtain mercy. Those who show no mercy will not obtain mercy. There's the, here, here's the point. I've talked to you before about this. We've got to be so careful about how we deal with people who are down on their luck. Because sometimes we can develop this attitude of, well, they just need to know better. If they hadn't made those bad decisions, they wouldn't be having that problem. And so then we're like, well, you know, why do I need to bail them out? And so we don't help them. Okay, that's fine. That's wonderful. But you don't know what lies ahead of you. How many of you know what lies ahead of you? How many of you know? How many of you know that everything's going to be okay? How many of you know that maybe you're not going to get some sort of illness and it wipes out, wipes you out financially. Did you know that I think 40% of bankruptcies today in our country are medically related? Medical bills. How do you know that that's not going to happen? And so all of a sudden, with life, you could find yourself just like that in the same circumstance of the other individual that you were just judging, that you didn't want to help out. And then now who's crying out for mercy? Who's crying out for mercy now? Yeah. And here's what Proverbs says. You may not find it. You may not find it. You didn't show mercy before. If you don't show mercy, 
Don't expect mercy. Now, do we want to live that way? You see, that's the point. That's the whole point he's making here. We don't want to live that way, do we? Okay, look at the issue of bribery. Uh, he's just making a valid point here. He's not encouraging this. Here's what he says. A gift in secret pacifies anger. And a bribe behind the back, strong wrath. Here's the point that he's making. Bribes can effectively pacify an angry person. Look at verse 15. It is joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. Again, over and over in Proverbs, you're going to see over and over mention that ultimately the wicked will receive their what? Their due. They're going to be receiving their punishment. So here's the point I want you to see, the issue of justice. How people respond to justice reveals their character. How they respond to justice will reveal their character. So you're cruising down the road. You're going between Clearfield and Phillipsburg on 322. And uh, there's a cop that likes to sit out there and you get pulled over by the state trooper. And you know you were going over the speed limit. And you get angry because she gave you or he gave you a ticket. Who's wrong? What does that reveal about you? It's not the cops' fault. They're doing their job. You know? So that's the whole point I want you to see, that how people respond to justice reveals their character. Look at verse 16, the issue of wisdom. The issue of wisdom. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. Here's the point I want you to see. Those who abandon the way of wisdom inevitably ruin their lives. You and I have seen this over and over, haven't we? Where people who wander from the way of wisdom, who know better, I'm not just talking about Christians, the people who know better, and then they just turn their back on it. They say they don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. And they just want to do their own thing, and they're left to their own devices and their own feelings. What usually happens to them? Do they do okay? No. See, this is the point that Solomon is making here. He wants you to see that when you and I abandon wisdom, it's going to lead to our ruin. It's going to lead to our ruin. And you and I, if it doesn't take long, you can already be thinking about it in your mind. You can be thinking about maybe it's a family member or maybe it's somebody you know, a neighbor or something, a child or whatever that you saw grow up and just decided to forget that and they went off and did their own thing. And guess what? They're ruined. You know, they maybe were raised in a good home, but they just said, chuck it to mom and dad and now they're off in drugs. You and I, this, these are things that are happening all around us, aren't they? See, this is what Solomon is saying to us, that wisdom, those who abandon the way of wisdom, it will lead to their what? Ruin. You and I need to see that. Look at the issue of pleasure, verse 17. This, you've got to put a star by this one. I think this is the great American verse. What are you talking about? Listen to what it says. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. And he who loves wine and oil will not be rich. 
Here's the point he's making. Living a life of self-indulgent pleasure leads to poverty. This is why I call it the American verse. This is what's happening in our country today. Do you know what the savings rate is in the United States right now? First time in a long time. The savings rate of Americans in our country. Anybody got a guess? Okay, it's a negative figure. You're right, Gene. It's negative. Nobody is saving any money today. This is where we are at in our country today, where we every time we make something, we want to spend it on who? Ourselves. Now, here's what he says. That will ultimately lead to what? Poverty. And you say, how can that be true? Man, look at what all the stuff we got here. I saw another interesting statistic. You know who the richest and poorest nation is in the world? The richest and poorest nation in the world. Who do you think is the richest nation in the world? No, it's us. Who do you think the poorest nation in the world is? It's us. And so how do you know that? Well, what they did was is they, take, they did a survey of all the people around the world and looked at what they owned and had versus how much they owe. And guess who is the poorest people in the world? You are. Why? Because you owe more than you have. That's the point. And how did we get there? This verse. This verse is how we got there. All right, let's go on. Look at the issue of judgment. Verse 18. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Here's the issue of judgment. The wicked who have caused the righteous to suffer will themselves suffer. This is a great verse. Again, thinking ahead in terms of what will happen later to the wicked. They will pay their dues. They will pay their dues. You know, and I, I think about, you know, I was at a board meeting a week and a half ago and was listening to some of the stories of what's going on in the persecuted church around the world and the things that our brothers and sisters in Christ are enduring simply for being a Christian. Some are literally giving their lives. And you know what? You look at that and you shake your head and you wonder, Lord, why is that happening? Well, those that are causing them to suffer will one day suffer themselves because God will have his retribution. God will have his retribution on them. And that's the point I want you to see. Look at the issue of family now. Verse 19. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. All right. Here's the point. And, and you could substitute that with a contentious and angry man. Here's the point I want you to see. Being alone is preferable to enduring domestic strife. Isn't that how we feel sometimes? We would rather be alone than have to endure what? Strife. Domestic problems. Isn't that true? How many of you, I mean, I mean, surely we've got married folks here, and all of you here have not had perfect relationships, although I think there are some. But, uh, and you had a contentious time in your home. Isn't it true that you felt like, oh, I wish I could just stay at work? 
Isn't it true? So, do you see my point? You get to the place where you don't want to be home. That's the point he's making. Why? Because we don't like it, do we? You know, we don't want to have to go through that. All right, let's go on now. The issue of wisdom, verse 20. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Here's the point. With foresight and frugality, the wise prepare for the future. See, a wise person is not just going to spend everything that he has right now. A wise person is going to consider, like the ant, remember we talked about the ant earlier in Proverbs, he's going to save up for what? The winter. Because they know, how many, I mean, first of all, how many of you have been around a long time? Now, in your time of being around a long time, how many of you have gone through some tough times? All right, now I'm asking them, how many of you will go through some tough times? Everybody should be raising their hand. Now, you know tough times are coming. And tough times usually take the form of what? Financial difficulties. So, if we know it's coming, wisdom is shown in how you handle it right now, because you might have the attitude, well, yeah, it's going to be tough later, but I might as well have a good time now. Is that wisdom? No. The wise live in such a way that they prepare for what comes. That's the point he's talking about here. Righteousness. Look at verse 21. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. Okay, here's the point. Virtue will be rewarded. Pursue what's right in your life. Pursue having a right character. God will reward you. Now, let me stop for a moment. When I talk about reward, God's not going to reward you with a fat wallet. That's how we think today. That's not rewards. All you have to do is look at your TV and see people who have lots of money whose lives are being blown apart even though they have lots of money. Money is not the cure, is it? That's not the reward, but there are rewards that, are, that will face you when you live right. Look at the issue of wisdom again. Verse 22, a wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Here, here's the point. It is more effective to use wisdom than to rely on strength. It is more effective to use wisdom than to rely on strength. That's a general principle for life. Now we get to the issue of speech again. We haven't talked about speech in a while. Look at verse 23 and we'll end with this. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his souls from troubles. Okay, here's the point. People who control what they say avoid trouble. Isn't that a good principle? Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. If you watch what you say, again, it's the difference between just saying it like it is, because a lot of times when you just say it like it is, you get in what? Trouble. But if you watch what you say, if you consider your words, what will happen? You're not going to get in trouble. That's the point I want you to see. Okay, let's uh, close our time.